Good morning, church. So good to be with you. Hi, kids. Welcome. Glad you guys are here. I'm going to tell a bunch of stories today. You'll enjoy it. All right. Um, If you have your Bibles, I believe God has a good word for us this morning. Would you turn with me to Mark chapter 6? And we're going to begin in verse 45 this morning. Mark chapter 6. Oh, sorry. Before that, can you show the picture? (laughs) Sorry. Thanks, Krista. Um, Congratulations to the 16 people that got baptized last week Sunday. Praise God. Um, I'll have certificates for you um, maybe next week, if not the following week, okay? And so, um, oh, is the fire department leaving? Are they testing or leaving? Oh, testing, okay. I thought we should pray if they were leaving. Okay, they're testing. Okay, good. All right. Mark chapter 6, verse 45 to 52. And let me just set up the context for you. Hi, Janelle. Um, The context is this, Um, Jesus and his disciples have just fed over 5,000 people. Isn't that amazing? 5,000 people. Wow. But guess how much loaves of bread and fish they had? They only had five loaves of bread and two fish. No way. How do you feed 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fish? But Jesus did. Not only did he feed over 5,000 people, he had 12 baskets of loaves of bread and fish left over. Amazing. And so right after the feeding of over 5,000 people, we have verse 45 of Mark chapter 6. And listen carefully. It says this. It says, Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to Bethsaida while he dismissed the crowd. After leaving them, Jesus went up on a mountainside to pray. When evening came, the boat was in the middle of the lake, and Jesus was alone on land. He saw the disciples straining at the oars, because the wind was against them. And so Jesus, about the fourth watch of the night, which is very, very early in the morning, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. He was about to pass by them. And then they thought, He was a ghost. They cried out because they all saw him and they were terrified. And immediately Jesus spoke to them and he said, Take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. Then Jesus climbed into the boat with them and the wind died down. They were completely amazed for they had not understood about the loaves. Their hearts were hardened. Love this story. One of my favorite stories in the Bible. Jesus walking on water. Amazing. In this passage of Scripture, Jesus instructs his disciples 
to get in the boat and to go on ahead of him. He's going to stay behind and he'll catch up with them. And so the disciples, they set sail. But all of a sudden, this storm moves in on them. And the Bible says they're stuck in the middle of the lake. Their boat is in the middle of the lake, not good in a storm. The Bible says they were straining at the oars, not good. The Bible says the wind was against them, not good. And the disciples, they got a couple of guys that are trained fishermen, trained sailors, but this storm is a tough storm. And the disciples, they try to keep it together, but it seems like this storm has the upper hand. And the disciples are probably feeling exhausted and tired and weary, probably feeling discouraged and defeated. Doesn't this sometimes accurately depict life? We're following God. We're doing our best to live a holy life. We're doing what the, what the pastor tells us to do. We, we're living up, in and out. We're attending to our up relationship with God. We're living in community with the people of God. We're reaching out to a broken and hurting world and making a difference for the kingdom of God in Jesus' name. And then the storms of life suddenly, unexpectedly rolls in on us. The boat is in the middle of the lake, if you will. We're straining at the oars, if you will. The wind is against us, if you will. And we try to keep it together, but sometimes the storms of life overwhelm even the best of us. And we feel weary and tired and discouraged and defeated. But I have good news for us, because check out what happens next. The Bible says that Jesus went out to them, walking on the water. Jesus takes the initiative. Jesus makes the first move, and he walks out to them. And the disciples, they're terrified. They they think they see a ghost. And Jesus says to them, take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. And then... Jesus gets into the boat with them. Did you catch that? Jesus gets into the boat with them. Jesus takes the initiative. Jesus makes the first move. He goes to them. And then he gets into the boat with them. And his actions powerfully communicate this to the disciples. I'm with you. We're in it together. I'm walking out to you. I'm walking on the water. I'm climbing into the boat with you. I'm with you. We're in it together. And perhaps God is saying to us this morning, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. I'm with you. We're in it together. No matter what you might be going through this morning, perhaps God is saying to us, take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid, I'm with you. We're in it together. 
I want to review some of the stories that we've been listening to. The Gospel of Mark has been our series for the past few weeks, and we've listened to a few of those stories in the Gospel of Mark. I just want to review some of those stories with you. Sometimes it's good to review, yeah? And so here we go. In Mark chapter 2, we meet a paralyzed man. You remember that paralyzed man? He couldn't walk. That was his story. That was his, the boat was in the middle of the lake story. That was his straining at the oars story. That was his, the wind was against him story. And then we, we learn that he has a group of friends. And they hear that this healing Jesus man is in town. And so they decide, we're going to put our paralyzed friend on a stretcher. And we're going to carry him to wherever this Jesus man is. And so they carry their paralyzed friend on a stretcher to the home where Jesus is teaching. But it's crowded. Super crowded. Shoulder to shoulder people are standing. And the friends are like, there's no way. No way that we can get our friend close enough to Jesus. But they refuse to give up. They're desperate to see their friend made well. And so they come up with an idea. They climb up on the roof and they bring their stretcher, uh, their, their friend who's on a stretcher up onto the roof. And they start digging. They break through the roof and they lower their friend who is on a stretcher and paralyzed down to where Jesus is teaching. And Jesus sees their faith and Jesus heals their paralytic friend. This paralyzed man has an encounter with the living Jesus and experiences his very own personalized. Take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. I'm with you. We're in it together moment. That was his story. And then in Mark chapter 5, we meet a demon-possessed man. He lived among the tombs, the Bible says. Night and day, he would cry out. Night and day, he would cut himself with stones. He was unloved, rejected, shunned by society. This was his story. This was his, the boat was in the middle of the lake story. This was his straining at the oars story. This was his, the wind was against him story. But he hears that Jesus in town and he sees Jesus at a distance and so he runs to Jesus, falls at Jesus' feet and Jesus heals him of his demon possession. This demon-possessed man has an encounter with the living Jesus and receives his very own personalized, take courage, it is I, do not be afraid, I'm with you, we're in it together moment. That was his story. I love the next story, Mark chapter 5, at the very end of Mark chapter 5. While on the road, 
Jesus encounters this woman who had a flow of blood. She had a menstrual irregularity. Twelve years of unstoppable blood flow. Bible says that she visited many doctors, but no one had any answers for her. Bible says that she spent all that she had, all of her resources, all of her money gone. But she wasn't any better. In fact, the Bible says that her condition was worse. That was her story. That was her, the boat was in the middle of the lake story. That was her straining at the oars story. That was her, the wind was against her story. But she hears about this man named Jesus and that he is in town. And so she weaves through the crowd of people and she comes up behind Jesus and touches the hem of, of his garment and the blood flow instantly stops and she is healed. She has an encounter with the living Jesus and experiences her very own personalized take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. I'm with you. We're in it together moment. That was her story. And then in Mark chapter 10, you guys remember last week, blind Bartimaeus. Bible says that he was at the roadside begging. That was his story. Blind Bartimaeus. That was his The boat was in the middle of the lake story. That was his straining at the oars story. That was his, the wind was against him story. Well, he hears that Jesus is passing by. And so blind Bartimaeus starts to cry out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And his friends, the people around him, they rebuke him. Shh, be quiet. Cut it out. What are you doing? And then he cries out even more. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stops. Calls blind Bartimaeus over. Has some people bring him over. And Jesus heals him and he receives his sight. Blind Bartimaeus had an encounter with the living Jesus and experienced his very own personalized, take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid, I'm with you. We're in it together moment. That was his story. I want to show you a video clip. It's actually a movie clip, a music video. And um, I want you to pay particular attention to each person and their story. Hope you enjoy this clip.
each person had their own, the boat was in the middle of the lake story. Each person had their own straining at the oars story. Each person had their own, the wind was against them story. And each one of these people experienced an encounter with the living Jesus and had their very own personal take courage it is I do not be afraid I'm with you we're in it together moment what's your story in January of 2001 I was a student at Pacific Rim Bible College and for a whole month I sat next to this man We never spoke for an entire month at a Bible college of all places. An entire month. Shame on me, Pastor Thomas. And so, it was was because he was a Chinese foreigner. And I'm this cool local dude, and cool local dudes don't mess around with Chinese foreigners, right? And so, on February the first of 2001 it was a Thursday and I sensed a very strong prompting from the Holy Spirit that I should introduce myself to this Chinese foreigner and so I'm obedient and I introduce myself and come to find out he's such a kind and gentle man had such a heart for Jesus from China speaks fluent Cantonese and Mandarin. Good man. Learned that his name was David Ho. That was on Thursday, February the 1st of 2001. Two days later, on Saturday, February the 3rd of 2001, I received a telephone call from my sister at 4.30 a.m. in the morning. And from the sound of her voice, I knew that this was very bad news. And she instructs me to rush home right away. Dad is not doing well. And so I rush home from our apartment in, at UH to, to um, Vineyard or Olive Street where my parents live. And I find that my dad is having great difficulty breathing And so I call 911 and the ambulance rushes my dad to the ER. And we're waiting in the ER and the doctor comes out and he says, it's really bad news. Your dad has suffered a mild heart attack. He has fluid in his lungs. And all that on top of the lung cancer that he has been battling for over a year. And at the moment, my dad was able to speak. He was able to understand. He was able to, um, to acknowledge. And um, he was awake. But the problem was that his heart was beating so rapidly. They couldn't control the beating of his heart. They wanted to put a tube down my dad's throat. But my dad refused. You see, he was battling this lung cancer for over a year. Had major surgery chemotherapy. He kind of just was angry and bitter and kind of gave up 
the will to live. I'll never forget what the doctor said in the ER waiting room. The doctor said, your dad doesn't have long. Maybe a few hours at the very most. That's my story. That's my, the boat was in the middle of the lake story. That's my straining at the oars story. That's my, the wind was against me story. The reality of death and of heaven and hell never really kind of sinked in. It, I knew about heaven and hell here, but at, on that morning, the reality of heaven and hell went from my head to my heart. And I knew that if my dad were to pass away at that very moment, he wouldn't be in heaven. You see, my dad grew up in a Buddhist family. He immigrated from China, didn't speak any English. I, on the other hand, was born in America. And as I progressed through grade school, I lost my ability to speak Chinese. And at that very moment, what my dad needed was the gospel of Jesus Christ to be presented to him clearly in Chinese. And I, I remember being rolled up in a ball in a fetal position in the ER room crying praying, pleading, begging the Lord to not take my dad just yet. Asking the Lord to please soften his heart so that he receives Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. And I just had this thought, what if I went to heaven and searched all of heaven, but I couldn't find dad? What a tragedy. I couldn't bear the thought of not finding dad in heaven. And I knew that the stakes were high. I knew that the time was running out. And I was panicking. And I was praying and pleading and begging God for help. And then the name David Ho springs up in my mind. But it's like 5.30 a.m. in the morning. How, how do I get a hold of this guy that I met just two days before? I remember looking up wiping the tears from my eyes, and I see a telephone booth. And then there's a, a telephone book. I spring to my feet. I grab the telephone book, and I flip to David Ho. There's four listings for David Ho. I choose the first listing, and it's him. And he and his wife rush over to the hospital, and they share the good news of Jesus Christ with my dad in Chinese. And at that very moment, my dad receives Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior in Chinese. And I was able to lay hands on my dad. I prayed in English and David interpreted my prayer in Chinese. And I just saw my dad's countenance change. He was so at peace. He was so ready to be with his creator. 
and he passed away five hours later. That's my story. That's my, take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. I'm with you. We're in it together. Moment with Jesus. What's your story? Perhaps this morning, you're going through the storms of life. And perhaps your boat is stuck in the middle of the lake. Perhaps you're straining at the oars. Maybe the wind is against you. And perhaps God is saying to you this morning, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. I'm with you. We're in it together. Amen? Let us pray.